Welcome to the Breakthrough Email Marketing Show. This is your host, Big Jason. I'm discussing all things email marketing and answering your questions based on over 20 years of proven results, not guesswork. Hey everybody, Big Jason. Welcome to the Breakthrough Email Marketing Show. It's my first show, so I'm really excited. Uh, sorry for those technical difficulties. We're going to be covering uh, images and emails today. There's a lot of hoopla about uh, open tracking and Gmail and the recent changes they've done. Um, it's not that big a deal. We're going to be talking about that. And should you be using images in your emails in the first place? Also be taking your questions, so go ahead. And I'm going to turn on the question and answer feature right now. All right, cool. All right. A little background noise there. All right, so Gmail and open tracking. Um, Gmail came out with this new feature to protect you um, where they were going to take people's images in uh, their emails, um, take it to their servers, and that's where they're going to serve the images. So a lot of people are running around with their heads cut off, um, wondering if they're going to be able to track open since um, the emails were not going to load their images. They're going to load the images from Gmail. And it uh, turns out it's not that big a deal. From the get-go, I never saw what the hoopla was because if you know, I obviously have access to some pretty higher-ups in some big email service providers, so I had the inside knowledge. But also just from the articles on Return Path and Gmail themselves, it wasn't that big a deal. Um, the big thing was that there was a possibility you weren't going to be able to track multiple opens for one person. So what? Uh, for my uh, vantage point, it never seemed like there was going to be a problem with tracking unique opens, and that's what you really care about, not multiple opens per person. That just inflates your numbers, and you really want to know your unique opens. So a lot of people running around with their heads cut off, and it turns out actually now that quite a few ESPs and self-hosted uh, service providers for sending emails, they actually have a workaround that you're going to be able to track multiple opens per email if you're into that sort of thing. So not that big a deal. I'm going to be posting some links to some you know, informative articles that explain a little more in detail, but uh, you should be good to go. So I'm going to answer a question about uh, images in emails. Uh, it's from Carl. Carl says, uh, have you split tested images and are there any kind that you feel really make people click away or are put off or disinterested? Um, actually, I have. I would gathered that I probably test split tested images versus non-images and also different types of images in one email probably over 150 times. And we're not talking about um, version A, version B, both having like say 10,000 per uh, sample or 20,000. We're talking a lot of times my split tests have 100,000 emails for each uh, version of the test. So a lot of sample size, uh, a lot of validity, a lot of different situations. And uh, I'm actually going to post one of the images below the show. Actually, one of them is already posted uh, on my Breakthrough Email Marketing Google Plus page where it shows um, a follow-up email where I sent where the image had 28,999 clicks and the link had 9,510 clicks. And I even made sure that the link and the call to action was above the images. Because if, obviously, if you put the image before the link, it's probably going to tend to get more clicks. And uh, more importantly, 
And that's the difference between other advice and breakthrough email marketing advice is that the clicks on the image resulted in $11,172 in revenue for that single email from the clicks on the image versus the text link got $7,492 in revenue. So significantly more clicks and revenue, which of course is more important. So um, Carl wants to know, are any kind of images that I feel really make people click away? I don't really understand what you mean by click away. Actually click the link of the images, yes. Um, if you're going to be doing a video, uh, images with uh, video play buttons, you've probably heard that before. Those work really well. But I've actually tested the size of the play buttons, and that's had a big impact. Um, a larger play button does sometimes definitely have uh, an increase in clicks. Um, disinterested? Uh, yeah, I would say just haphazardly throwing in images just because you heard that image, it's cool to have images in emails is probably not the way to go. Um, I, don't, I don't know about disinterest, but it's uh, Scott Haynes, uh, one of Gary Halbert's top protégés, said recently on an interview I did with him is that the image really needs to earn its place. So I wouldn't just throw in images just to have images. So there really, really got to be a reason why you have them in there. Um, and he wonders, uh, he had a cartoon character of himself in the email. Um, no, I would not recommend that. I would have a more personal feel about you. Um, you're developing a relationship, so I would have a more personal email in there, uh, actually you. And he's also wondering, um, he tried an image and the email got a lot of unsubscribes. Well, you're assuming that it's the image that caused them to unsubscribe, so it doesn't sound um, very likely that it was because you had the image in the email, whatever it was. All right, let's check to see if there's any more uh, email questions. Nope. All right, cool. So the next thing I want to talk about is some of the tests I've seen with images and how they were, they're invalid uh, either in the way they're set up and also the interpretation. So there was one email that was tested by uh, which test one? It's kind of like a knockoff of Mech Labs or Marketing Sherpa. In my opinion, it doesn't do a very good job. Uh, but there are some good stuff. But one time they had a test where there was an email which was mostly an image and some, you know, really not very compelling copy versus a email that had mostly plain text. There's probably HTML that looked like plain text. I'm sure you've seen those type of emails before. If not, let me know and I'll show you some examples. Uh, but anyways, and the copy was different, and it was a lot better. So they're like, which test one? Well, obviously, in my opinion, the plain text was going to win, and it did. And immediately, people that are predisposed to, you know, believing that plain text works better than HTML or HTML with images, you know, were claiming that finally they had some third-party validation that plain text is better than uh, HTML or HTML with emails, which is ridiculous. It was a invalid test from the get-go. It was not uh, what you would say images versus text. Uh, it was good copy versus bad copy. And, and there was images uh, in the other email, which is basically the whole email. So if someone didn't have images turned on, 
you, you couldn't see the text in the image anyway. So it's a really bad test, um, and I would not count it significant toward anything. And then another one I heard about was a marketer was testing having a banner at the top of his email versus not having a banner. And he found out that without the banner, he got more clicks, and therefore he shouldn't use images. That's the, one of the most horrible tests I've ever seen in my life. Um, that was not images versus non-images. That was having a banner or not having a banner. Most of the time, if you're having a personal relationship, you're not a corporation, even a corporation, you probably don't want to have a banner at the top of your emails. For one, it, uh, it's not very personal. It doesn't start off your email right. And uh, you have to ask yourself, is it adding to the value proposition of your email? Is it furthering your goal, your message, or is it just there to be there? Is this just for branding when you could be just branding your website? So totally invalid tests. Uh, he should not have come under the conclusion that images don't work for him. All right, any other questions? We might have a special guest today. I'm waiting to hear back. Okay, so uh, next question is, other than increasing clicks, uh, what's the main purpose of images? Well, there's several. Uh, there's actually probably over 30 uses of images in emails, but I'll just go over a few. Uh, one is storytelling. I'm sure you've heard an image is worth a thousand words. It's true. Same thing for emails. Uh, relationship, like, you know, stop hiding behind your emails. Uh, show yourself, show your family, your pets. Um, a lot of different ways you can build rapport in your relationship with your, in your emails with images. Again, uh, proof, you can use screenshots of receipts, uh, members areas, testimonials, a lot of different ways. I could go on and on. Um, I cover uh, the ultimate guide to using images and emails in my course, Email Response Warrior. If you want more information on that, you can go to emailresponsewarrior.com. Let's see if there's any more. Again, this is a weekly show. Uh, there's no set time limit. Uh, if there's you know 50 questions, I'll stay as long as I can to answer all those. But otherwise, probably going to be short and sweet, covering a few different topics. Um, maybe one or more guests. And the main thing I want to do is answer your questions because I know a lot of people have it. I see it on Facebook all the time. And again, this is based on my over 17 years of experience uh, writing emails, coming up with strategy, product launches. And the most recent thing that I did was over six months, I sent over 350 email, sorry, 250 million emails and I generated over $2 million uh, with no affiliates, all from email. So I definitely got the stats, and that's what you want. You want to be tracking revenue per email and, you know, the true metric of your email marketing efforts. All right, so that's all the images for today. I know this is short notice, but again, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, and I'll also be doing some surprise hangouts. So make sure you're subscribed to my Google Plus page. And if you liked today's show, if you found it informative, please like it, share it. Uh, plus one it, and uh, again, BreakthroughEmailMarketing.com. And the sponsor for today's show is Shortcut Copywriting Secrets from Scott Haynes. Uh, it's a good friend of mine here in Las Vegas. Uh, he's probably the third most well-known protege of the late Gary Halbert. Um, actually, Gary, whenever he got a new protege after Scott, the first thing he did after getting the check 
was to have them get Scott's course and study it. And I actually found out about it from Gary's last protege, Sam Markowitz. He told me it was the best copywriting course he's ever had. And other than Gary himself, he learned copywriting most from Scott Haynes. So it's a huge endorsement. Um, go to emailresponsewarrior.com forward slash S-C-C-S, emailresponsewarrior.com forward slash S-C-C-S. And uh, we've got some special bonuses going on. Uh, we're going to be doing a special webinar. We're going to be critiquing your copywriting. And this is going to be applying to your landing pages, your opt-in pages, and even your email. So it's an extremely powerful course. I've read through it three times already, and we'll be reading through it again this week. So check it out, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. This is Big Jason. Thank you so much for listening to the Breakthrough Email Marketing Show. For more free information based on over 20 years of proven results, not guesswork, go to BreakthroughEmailMarketing.com. I'll see you next time.